Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another edition of Sideline Junkies. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG coming through with our yearly tradition of the post-draft analysis. Now, we do this every year. You know, we go live during the draft, talk about draft picks and everything. Uh, then we come back after the draft is over and we break down our respective teams draft class. So you'll hear tonight from the boss BJ, the man of the hour Delonte, and of course yours truly. So up first is the man of the hour Tower Power, too sweet to ever be sour, Delonte. What's going on everybody? It's Delonte representing the sideline junkies. And I just wanted to kind of give a quick recap on my thoughts on the Broncos uh, draft uh, results. Um, what have you. I felt like we did a good job. Um, I felt like uh, George Patton, he was definitely uh, making his presence known. Um, he was more aggressive. You well, you can tell, and this is uh, no slight on Elway, but you can tell we had a real GM with some real, you know, experience um, actually, you know, controlling things. Yeah, um, Coach Fangio, uh, Fangio, uh, and Elway, they were both in the um, the control room as well um, during a draft. But you know, they kind of took a back seat and they let George run the show. And man, he he did a great job. Um, a lot of uh, analysts they gave us high marks. Um, we got a lot of A's and B. We got mostly A's and B's across the board for our draft results. Um, for me. Um, I like, uh, the two cornerbacks we draft, um, but the, 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 the one was, uh, my man, Javante Williams from uh, North Carolina, the number one rated, uh, running back in this year's draft class. I feel like, uh, you know, if, if, well, he'll, he'll, he'll be taking over at some point. I believe he is our running back of the future, um, if it's a situation with Melvin Gordon, if you go down with an injury this season or, you know, he's not producing like we expect him to um, because he's, he is in a contract year, I believe uh, we'll see Javante in sooner than later. So, um, you know, I'll definitely say be on the lookout for that. He will, he'll definitely get some carries. Um, but, you know, with Melvin being, you know, the, the vet, he'll get more. Um, so... You know, we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, also, like um, the fact that uh, George, he he didn't, you know, jump the gun and draft a quarterback. Um, you know, like let's let's be real, Drew Lock. I'm sure in the back of his mind, he he's got to be nervous because he's been hearing the chatter, he's been hearing the talk about, you know. Not only, you know, we traded for uh, for Bridgewater, but we was going to get Justin Fields with the ninth pick. Um, who we didn't. We got um, Patrick from uh, from Alabama instead. And then, um, you know, we, we didn't draft a quarterback at all. Didn't draft him. Now, that's not to say come June 1st, if a certain soon-to-be Hall of Famer, well, future Hall of Famer quarterback, um, if his team makes him available for trade, Will we get him? 
we're definitely going to try to get him. I mean, come on, you know, we'll, we'll be fools not to try to get him. But um, it looks like this is Drew's team. Uh, it looks like they're going to give him, uh, in, you know, a, another shot. Um, let me say last shot. Well, yeah, I guess you can say last shot because last season, let's keep it real. Uh, the lowest QBR uh, and the lowest completion percentage. He was terrible. He was terrible. Um, you know, I ain't gonna lie. I, I I cursed him a lot last season, a lot. And you know, to only win five games, like that's that's it's discouraging and it's scary. But you know, we we gotta trust. You know, the the people that that oversee the team. You know, maybe they see something or they seen some indications that he's he's willing to try, you know, harder and he's going to bring it harder this upcoming season. You know, we'll see. But I ain't going to lie. I'm nervous. I'm nervous because, you know, I've, I've, I've watched a lot of football over the years, but to see a quarterback run out of clean pockets and just throw absolute trash ass passes is, is a bad look. So, he, you know, he should definitely be thankful, you know, on his hands and knees praying to the gods every, you know, what I'm saying that we didn't draft a quarterback, that we have full trust in him. And, you know, he needs to go out there and prove himself because I believe this year is the the uh, the prove it or lose it season for him. Um, you know, Bridgewater, our backup, uh, capable starter, capable starter. And he's only 28, only 28. No, the thing that that's hindered his career was the big knee injury um, that took him what a season, well, well, close to two seasons to recover from. He hasn't quite been the same uh, Teddy B that we knew from Louisville and from when he first came into the league. So, yeah, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see. But yeah, the fact that we didn't draft a quarterback it was interesting, but daring. So you know, again. A lot of dice rolled. Um, just got to see where everything folds. This is Delonte representing the sideline junkies. Everybody be safe. Peace. All right, all right. Welcome back. That was the man of the hour talking about his beloved Broncos. Now, next up, we got the boss BJ talking about his AFC East champion, Buffalo Bills. BJ, take it away. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? They call me the boss, BJ. And I'm here to talk to you about my Buffalo Bills and their 2021 draft. And um, they took care of some needs. Um, I got to stop drinking the the pre-draft Kool-Aid myself. I kept hearing that they were going for, you know, looking at Travis Etienne from Clemson, the running back. Um, having the running backs that they have, just signing Matt Breeder from the Dolphins and free agency. Um, that was that was that was some sugary Kool Aid. The main issue on this team was rushing the passer, and they took care. What? Well, let me not say they took care of that. They attempted to take care of that with their first two picks. The first pick, number thirty. Gregory Russo out of Miami and Boogie Basham out of Wake Forest. Two edge rushers. I think 
Russo out of Miami is like six seven. So he um he got to Buffalo, I believe, the next day after after he was drafted, and he just looks like a uh a mountain of a man. So I understand him going for two. Like if you don't have one of those top five generational edge rushers like uh Chase Young, like uh JJ Watt, like uh you know somebody like that, somebody Jason Taylor is that you can take in the top five, then you have to do it by committee. You have to find people that have different strengths and that you can plug and play that, you know, offensive lines have to worry about multiple people and not just one person. I, you know, just like running backs, you get three running backs, you get a run all around running back. Then you get a lightning running back with speed and you get a power, just straight power downhill runner. You get, you know, three back there that can do a little bit of everything. So coming into this season, well, let's start from last season. Uh, the Buffalo Bills made the AFC Championship game against the Kansas City Chiefs, and they were they were outclassed. Great season, but they were outclassed. And throughout the season, and especially in the playoffs, they showed their lack of pass rush. Um. With that being said, they went out and addressed addressed the pass rush, which I'm very happy about because if this team is going to take the next step, if they're going to compete with Kansas City, if they're going to compete with Tennessee, if they're going to compete with Baltimore, if they're going to stay in the range with Pittsburgh, you have to rush the passer. You have to, have to, have to. It's no, it's no question. You can't get, you can't get through these teams you can't get through the, the the AFC without the NFC anywhere in the NFL you're not going to win games if you cannot rush the passer if you cannot control the trenches trenches on either side offensive or defensively you're not winning games in this league um they drafted some offensive line depth i know they got a corner safety i'm not going to go through all the names my main concern was address addressing the pass rush, which they did. I'm excited for Russo out of Miami. I really am. I'm hoping he comes in and do some big things. Um, I know A.J. Espinosa, uh, so far a disappointment. I know he didn't play a lot. I believe he was hurt. Um, Ed, Oliver, Ed Oliver, for me, hopefully um, he breaks out a little bit this season. He's been a disappointment. Um, Jerry Hughes, for what he's been, has been great. But I believe Jerry Hughes is... 33, you know, um, you know, you have to get some young blood in there. You have to get some young speedsters in there or power, whatever, whatever it is you're going to get. Um, and for me, I don't, I don't want to see them finish on that. There's somebody in particular that since last year, I've been calling on the Buffalo Bills to get. And that's Mr. Ryan Kerrigan. If you bring a veteran like Ryan Kerrigan in there that can rush the passer, has been one of the best at rushing the passer, I think you take that defense to another level with the pieces you added. Now, it has to work financially. I understand that. But that would be a hell of a piece to add on top of what you have. 
You might have to subtract some things. I'm okay with subtracting some things to go get 91 and put them in Orchard Park to add to what we have. Not for him to play every down. You know, he's, he's an OG now. Don't need him to play every down. You need him to come in, do his thing, which would be, you know, passing situations, teach the young dogs the old tricks, teach them the way, teach them how to be professional. And he's not going to teach them per se, just him being there, just him being a professional he is, they, they, they probably gravitate to him and, you know, follow his lead. But I like the draft uh, a lot. Um, I see the grades from different, different places, different people. Don't really care for the grades. The grades aren't going to matter until they step on the field and we see how they fare against um, some of the top teams. I know they're talking about Buffalo playing Tampa Bay the first game out the gate. So, so we'll see. I mean, that's, that's, that's going to be a test off the break. So I, I like the draft. I like the pickups. They address their needs. They got some depth on the offensive line. They got some depth in the um, uh, cornerback and safeties. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm hoping that the the two boys, Russo and Basham, pan, pan out and can help this team get other teams off the field in passing situations. It's just been too many times over the last couple of seasons I've watched the Buffalo Bills defense and opposing quarterbacks have ample time. So that's it for me. That's where I'm going to end that. I have a limited time and a whole bunch of noise, as you can hear. So I'm checking out. I'm the boss, BJ, listening to uh, draft recap with the sideline junkies. Peace out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. That was the boss, BJ, talking about his beloved Buffalo Bills. So I guess that means it's my turn to talk about my NFC East champion, beloved Washington football team. The Washington football team. Now, coming into this draft, you know, it was a lot of speculation. Oh, Washington's going to take a quarterback. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. They're going to pick a linebacker first. They're going to pick a uh, a safety first. I'm going to pick a corner first. All these things coming into this draft. And they filled holes where they were needed. And I personally had to, you know, my reaction was in front of everybody for everybody to see with the number one pick uh, at 19 and Jamin Davis, uh, not the, the linebacker that I wanted. But I found some things out later on to the reason why they picked him. And looking at his draft profile, uh, and I have to thank Morgan for this because he sent me the draft profile the next morning, which is Friday morning. And I was like, oh, we got ourselves a steal because uh, this cat can tackle. He can run. He can cover. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm down with this. So... At 19, we picked Jamin Davis out of Kentucky, inside linebacker. Um, it's pretty daggone good that we were able to get him. I was looking for 
uh, Owosu Kimura out of Notre Dame, but come to find out, he had some heart issues late in the process, and teams were scared. That's why he dropped so far. So that was one thing. Um, everybody thought Washington was going to take a quarterback at 19, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, one of those guys, but no, no. We took this line back, and I think he's going to be plug and play. He's going to be an instant starter. Um, happy to have him here. In the second round, the 51st overall pick, we picked uh, Samuel Cosme Cos- out of Texas. Cosme. Mm. I know I'm butchering names. I'm still learning. Still learning these guys' names. And I was talking about it about how we needed to tackle. I wanted to get a tackle in the first round because we needed a left tackle. With the trade that was made uh, to get Eric Flowers back. So you got Eric Flowers. You still got Schweitzer. Uh, you still have um, Brandon Scherf. So you got guards. You got a center in Rouye. You got a right tackle. And Morgan Moses, you got to find yourself a left tackle. And this may be the guy. Maybe. Because we still have David Sharp um, and a couple of other guys on the roster. So I like this pick. Uh, depth, I like it. And um, I, I got to give it a, a B. But that's just to see how he works out in camp, okay? Uh, round three, number 74 overall pick, Benjamin St. Just out of Minnesota, cornerback. We need cornerback depth. And, you know, we added William Jackson to free agency. Uh, you still got... Uh, the people's corner, Jimmy Moreland. You got guys, but you're going to need depth. And if he can play as good as he looks, ooh, man, we're going to be devastating on that back end. Now, also in the third round with the 82nd overall pick, Deami Brown out of North Carolina, who has been called the steal of the draft. 4-4 speed, great athleticism. Uh, you're adding him in a receiving core with Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuels, Adam Humphrey, and of course my man, my main man, Cam Sims, and also returning Kelvin Harmon. Um, <clears throat> this is going to be absolutely, positively one of the most exciting wide receiver cores, long as they stay healthy, to watch. And Brown's pick, I'm, 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 I'm loving that. That was one that I loved. Uh, he's going to do something really, really special. That This team is going to be special. Now, in the fourth round, the 124th pick, we picked John Bates out of uh, Boise State, tight end. Um, they wanted another pass catcher to team up with uh, Logan Thomas. Bates got speed, especially down the seams. Uh, this is going to be pretty good. 6'5", 250. And all he got to do is learn how to block. Beast. I think this is good right here. This is good for me. Uh, Round 5, 163. Derek Forrest, safety out of Cincinnati. We needed a starting free safety. I don't know if he's going to be plug and play. But damn it, he can work his way into it. Because I don't know how much longer the Troy Apke uh, experiment is going to go. But um, yeah, we need a guy to play free safety like ASAP. So... Uh, round six, this is one that I think this is the pick that I loved out of all of them. Out of all the picks that they made, this is the pick that I loved out of all of them. And this is at uh, the 225th overall pick. And that was Cameron Cheeseman, long snapper out of Michigan. 
Now, remember, Nick Sunberg was released in the offseason. We had to find a, a long slapper. People are like, why are you drafting a long slapper? You could have got him uh, uh, undrafted free agent. Yeah, but it would have been a bidding war. So you got to think about that. And then you wind up paying more for a guy that you want that you don't really want to pay. Okay? But see, think about this. You had, we've had some great long snappers here. Uh, Dan Turk was one. Ethan Albright, the red snapper, was another. Who replaced Ethan Albright? Nick Sunberg did. Now, Nick Sunberg's gone. You had to you had to get his replacement. Because I remember a point in time when uh we lost games on botched snaps on field goals. You know, things like that. I don't want to go back to those days. So I'm damn sure loving this uh this this pick. I think that's my favorite. Um, then in the seventh round, 240 overall, William Bradley King, linebacker slash DN out of Baylor. Um, he was a pass rusher in college. Uh, 252 pounds, effective rushing, a Washington-based 4-3 front. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this. Okay. And everybody say, why are you picking up DNs and linebackers and things like that? You still got Ryan Kerrigan out there. You got to go young. You got young baby bulls out there. We got to go young. Uh, seventh round, 246 pick. You got Shaka Tony out of Penn State, linebacker, defensive end. Uh, situational package, package rusher. 4-5, um, 40-yard dash at his pro day. This is could be pretty damn good. You know, bolster that defense because the defense is going to be where we make our bread. You know, that's where everything's going to come in at. So... I like that. Uh, last but not least, Dax Milne, uh, one of Zach Wilson's favorite targets. He has 70 pass for 1,188 yards and eight touchdowns. Strong route runner, 6'1", 193. Uh, probably make it as a special team, but I think he will make this roster. So, overall, I have to give this draft a, as of right now, until I get these guys signed in pads, uh, rookie mini camps and OTAs, and we see what's going on down in training camp and things like that. Until we get that, I'm going to give this this draft a A minus, A minus B plus. That's where I'm going to go with it. So, but I'm that you got to put a a pin in that because it could change over the next month or so. So. That's my thoughts on the Washington football team. I'm going to save predictions, all of that. But until the predictions come out and the official grades come out, which we'll probably be talking about on Tuesday night, uh, the official grades. So until that comes out, I'm going to call this a B plus A minus draft. Uh, am I going to say that they won the draft? Not this year. Uh, they did win the draft two years in a row. But we're going to hold off on that. So, but that's all my time until the next time, which should be Tuesday night. I'm the big guy, KG. Shout out to the man of the hour, Delonte, the boss, BJ, for coming through with their draft analysis. Uh, shout out to the guys on special assignment, the Nubian Sumo, the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, uh, Allen. 
the showstopper that is the big Jim, um, the man that's cool as ice and twice as nice, Junie, all on special assignment tonight. Until then, which is when then is next Tuesday. Well, Tuesday coming, I'm sorry. Until then, I'm the big guy, KG. I don't do no overtime. I am out of here. Yeah.